Welcome to Just Winging It. The remote edition. The remote edition. This, this is, is the weird. first time we've done this. We are recording not in the same room together. It's, uh, it's a little strange. I'm going to make your video even bigger because I just need you to be at least relatively to scale. Okay, good. In Which the room. Means, so well, I'm got normally you on 12 a feet tall, so this is going to be... 40 easier. foot monitor. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I am the size of uh, Godzilla. As you can see, the people at oh, home, there can, he is. I'm holding up with my giant Godzilla. Godzilla toy. Because I'm recording at home today because I have a flexible work arrangement that lets yeah. me work from home on Friday. And I that already means, feel the, the at-home energy that you're bringing. It's well, like, it's because I don't have any pants on, It's like a on, whole John. different Patrick. Yeah. Oh, that's the secret. Yeah. It's the, the yeah. air on my balls. That's what does it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love how you're Just shutting the door up, in please. the background. <laughs> 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 no, it's great. This is. Um, I'm actually glad we get to record in this situation because it gives me a chance to like kind of... Uh, say thank you for one thing to to our employer for making this easy for me to do this is something that like i think is just great and if and more dads should try to take advantage of it because this means that i can like you know reliably on fridays get the kids to school get them ready for the day come home that can like help out you know give micah some time to study while i'm watching the kids a little bit in the afternoon and we can like it, it's it just helps make it a little bit less like you're kind of tethered to this nine to five mm. thing that is very patriarchal and very kind of old world and it helps kind of break up the monotony a little bit, and I think it's great. And I think if you can prove that you can get your shit done, you should ask. Uh, I'm not saying you specifically. I know you can get your shit done, but other I mean, people. But you are looking directly into my <laughs> I soul. I am staring at that. you with no pants on. No, I, I you know, totally anybody agree. Should try I mean, it. I've definitely done a like summer schedule where I work from home on Fridays, and it's amazing how just the different space can be so helpful, right? To like work on the bigger projects and have more of that just like. Um, time to yourself, especially because we work in an open office too. So mm-hmm. that element also, I feel like, plays a big role for me. Do you do that mostly just so you can have mulching time? It's mostly just so I can mulch. It's You've just a, it's it's actually not a flexible. It's a flexible mulching arrangement. You're yeah, like, guys, yeah. I don't know why I still have just as much mulching to go as I had this entire summer. I, for, I, need to I work just from forego home. my lunch and yep. I just mulch for an hour. <laughs> you every just mulch Friday. for an hour. Every call you have, you're like, guys, I'm going to be mulching in the background. Well, let me ask you a question. When you say yeah. mulching, are you what are you doing to the mulch? Are you putting it in <laughs> the flo- the ground, the earth? I it it just it brings me so much uh, joy. Maybe a strong word, entertainment. I'll go with that. Orgasmic um, joy. That that mulching is or mulch period is just such a foreign idea to you. It's so funny to me. Um, I, mean, I mean, all that I mean, it's not like I don't know what it. I, I mean, I know it does something with plants. I know it has something to do with the ground. <laughs> I know I smell it all the time. It's not yeah, like you, did, I don't think you it's talked a about robot. the smell. I just, I just, right. I don't know what the point. It, it just feeds the plants. What does it do? No, it doesn't feed the plants. Well, what is it feeding? <laughs> it's not feeding anything. Then why do it? Because it's preventing. First of all, the primary use of mulch is to prevent weeds. Because if you just have like a, a bunch of dirt somewhere, you're going to get weeds all over, and it's going to be a disaster and a lot to maintain. So, so like that's why you we see have mulch weeds all the time. Yeah, well, you see mulch mostly in in business settings, right? Where you mm-hmm. like go to a store or wherever, and they have mulch all around, um, and, and maybe they have some flowers, you know, poking out of the mulch or whatever. But like, if you didn't have that mulch, it would just be chaos. So it just keeps everything uh, more orderly, I guess, and and easier to maintain. Well, let me ask you this: Why does yeah, I feel nature, like there's a life commentary? Nature clearly wants to find a way through your bullshit. Why not give into it? You know. 
I mean, you look at the gardens of like France in the 1700s. These giant uh, chateau I've never, I've palaces. I've never looked at the gardens. Of France well, you should. In the I I just got back this morning from France just for fun. You, you, you go look at these gardens. I was at a mulching seminar actually. <laughs> And they're like so uh, exquisite, but they're so orderly, right? They're all rectilinear. They're all totally like rectal? synced up. Rectal, yeah, they're, all, they're, they're all anal. Rectal in ear. Rectal anal. Rectal anal. Rectal in ear? They're all just a bunch Oof. of butts. It's a and, Friday, man. You know, and they line up totally uh, accurately to the way that, you know, you would, you would line something up on graph paper. And it feels very human and very imposing to me. And then you look at the work of, for example, Frederick Law Olmsted. Who did Central Park? I haven't looked at his work either. Well, I just talked to him this morning. Uh, We were at the Mulching Seminar together. And, you know, and he's, uh, and and part of his whole approach to like landscape architecture, right, was to break down the divisions and allow things to more organically flow without this sort of, uh, this tyranny of the orderly on it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm just saying, why not be Frederick Law Olmsted as opposed to being fucking Napoleon over there and just like give in to nature? Why not give in to nature, John? What are you, what are you afraid of? Wow. I feel like this, it's funny how this mulch thing, it is so clearly revealing who we are as people, you and I, and our, our personality, right? Because for me, what I just said about uh, preventing chaos, right? Like the mulch, you mulch in order to create some order and prevent weeds from taking over uh, that space or mm-hmm. chaos taking over. And uh, it had never occurred to me until now that, you know, what was a running joke between us is actually a really interesting um delineator between us right like <laughs> yeah i mean me being <laughs> Which I lazy love. and also insane is that what you're trying to say yeah yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> no 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 I lo- but you have this idea of like you know letting nature take over uh, annihilation style yeah and for me i think i think the mulch is an important it plays an important role because i need a little bit of uh or maybe a little more than a little bit of order you know, amidst the chaos. Let me ask you this: Is a garden more beautiful than the than a than a hiking trail? Um, more beautiful? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I would disagree. <laughs> there I we mean, go. I, I don't. I also. It's a weird. Like I don't see it as an either or because I see them as both beautiful in different contexts. Right. But the reason I you made me pick one and I picked you a have garden to pick one. because yeah. because I do see that as as aesthetically. Um, more beautiful, and I also feel like there's. I mean, it's it's literally fruitful, I guess, <laughs> or it could be a, <laughs> bearing fruit, you know, um, right? Or vegetables or whatever. Um, but yeah, interesting. So now horticulture is our topic or our uh, theme for our podcast. I yeah, guess. welcome to the horticulture show, everybody. Pull up a chair, pull out some mulch, <laughs> sit in a bag, and uh, and let's get cracking. Did I ever Let's tell you about cracking. the time, maybe I did, but I don't care, where I uh, impaled my foot because my mom was mulching and I got in the way? Did this ever come I did Wait a minute. You impaled your... Mulch led you... So now I understand why yeah. you hate mulch so Well, this much. goes back a long way. This is this has been gestating for a long time, okay? So I, right. when I was maybe 9 or 15 or 20-something, I don't know when it was. It was sometime in my Yesterday. life. Uh, yep. My mom was doing what I think is mulching, but there were like a lot of bags outside and she was like opening <laughs> bags and doing stuff in the, the dark, ground. The dark arts of mulching. <laughs> yeah. I don't, the maybe mystical I'm not dancing to these, to these of things. mulching. Yeah, yeah. But she was mulching. And so we had this trident, which is probably not really a trident. It's probably like some kind of a mulching <laughs> thing that I don't know, but it looks, it got three prongs on it. Is that a mulching thing? A rake? 
Yeah, but no, but it's like sharp. It's got oh, it like, had three prongs. It's got three long prongs. I, I actually don't know what those are for. Yeah, I'm not sure. But you know what I mean. But I know, I know what you're talking. It's a trident. I think that is a trident. It's a trident. It's for aerating. It's a fucking trident. Okay. It's clearly it's fucking trident. Thank if you, it Neptune. has three, I mean, come on. Yes, it does. And when you wear it, you put a wig and a beard and get the whole like the well, obviously like Jason Momoa, but not anywhere near as attractive. It's that kind of a thing. Yeah. So, uh, so I used to like destroy everything in the yard, of course, with this trident because I was behaviorally all over the place. And yeah. um, full ass. My mom was mulching, and she was like, "Well, why don't you like use some of that energy and help me open the the bags?" You know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, I know just the tool for this," and I went and got the <laughs> trident. And uh, and like the first swipe that I did, I missed the bag, <laughs> and I just impaled my foot into the earth with the trident. So it was stuck there. <laughs> I was staring at it, screaming. <laughs> and my mom's like, "Oh my god! Like, why? Why do we even have this kid? Like, seriously? Like, why? Why is he even allowed to stay in this house anymore?" I hope you just. Ex- Claimed by the beard of Zeus, <laughs> as you I impaled did. your foot with the trident. I did, and then I called, and the dolphins came out of the earth, and it was it was very you know beautiful. But um, yeah, I, I went all the way through my foot into the bone <laughs> of a pallet on the bottom of it. Holy and, shit! Uh, luckily, my parents are both medical professionals, and you were just like, trapped okay, there, but... like it was it was actually lodged you to the or so, locked so, you down to the ground. Well, this is the thing with memory in my head, that's what happened, but in my yeah. heart, I know it's definitely not what happened because like there's no, no hole on the. I have a hole in the top of my foot. I mean, it's not like a hole. I have like a scar from it on the top of my foot. There's no there's exit. Still wound. a hole. Yeah, it's just still. Oh an, my god. Yeah, they weren't that professional. They were medical, but you know, they're like they're like he'll walk it off. So, so moving on from mulch and horticulture yeah. and on to people, which is maybe a little bit closer to what we try to talk about in this show. Yeah. Uh, how did this experiment of uh, opening ourselves up and maybe having more meaningful conversations with people, how did it go for you this last week? Great. Great. Yeah? Yeah. A, a couple bits of feedback I got. One was... Uh, Nobody so, ran away? Yeah. Well, I, I was only at the police station twice and both of them <laughs> were totally not my fault. Um, no, one of them was some, an employee of ours uh, had a mother who had recently passed away, and I, and I, and I you know, mm. knew about this because we had talked about it a few weeks ago, and then I knew that she had the memorial service. And so what I would have normally done is uh, not mention it and just be like, you know, like, hey, welcome back or something. I haven't really gotten into it. But because yeah. she was like sitting in the cafe and because I, I have a relationship with her where I could talk about things like that, you know, I was like, hey, like – what what's like how did it go what's life like you know are you doing okay what's what's the road ahead and she was really touched by that and she told mm. me that she had been having a day where she had been too fixated on the minutia of like her like the the grant system wasn't working properly and she was like on a, a service call or something and she was frustrated and she said that having a talk about something beyond that during lunchtime helped put things in perspective and reminded her that there were bigger things than just the quotidian difficulties of work and there again i'm saying quotidian there i can't, go, I, can't quotidian. I got every single fucking episode but um yeah and, and i had a similar another piece of uh feedback like that for somebody else too it actually seems like that's something people really appreciate how about you yeah i i similarly I saw you doing it by the way candidly you did yes i when? walked by this I, wa- I i can't remember what it was it was like the that's day after awesome. we recorded last week and i was like john is totally doing his fucking <laughs> daily meaningful <laughs> conversation because i saw you like it was in the cafe again and you yeah. like you like said something to somebody, and then you like followed up on it. Yes, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's doing it's it!" The follow up—that's yeah. the thing. Because like normally I wouldn't, and I and there was I I somewhat remember vaguely remember an instance where I did that in the cafe, where like usually someone just answers you, and then that's the conversation. You know, right. the "How are you doing?" question. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was another time where someone came to my pod, who's a mom um, that I'm friends with here. And, you know, it was about work and she was coming over to uh, and talk about that a little bit. And, you know, I was kind of 
busy. I was at my desk already. And normally I might just like leave it at that. Like we talked about the work thing. And maybe I might ask another follow-up question about, you know, how's your kids doing and stuff like that. But instead, um, it turned out like I, I asked her an initial question about how her kids were doing. And I, and I knew that recently they were sick because, you know, all kids are. Um, and so she started to tell me more. And I asked... I continued to ask more questions about like how they're doing and and I this sounds very like clinical as if I like was didn't actually care and that's you know and the the reality is I do care and and I wanted to know these things it's just that um usually I do the thing that we talked about where I don't know if that person necessarily wants to get in a full on conversation right now um and I don't know that I do cuz I was just busy doing something else and I'm feeling like a little torn right like I want to you know be efficient and work but I was like, all right, well, I'm going to practice this, right? So um, so we ended up having a big conversation and like, um, man, and she was going through it rough with uh, her child who had a allergic reaction to amoxicillin and um, developed this really bad rash. And I learned about this new, like, I forget what it's called, what the rash was called, but it was it was crazy. And uh, And so, you know, hopefully it was helpful for her just to like talk it through with another parent and get a little bit of... Uh, sympathy or whatever <laughs> um because it was actually amazing and i said this to her it was amazing to me how she was telling me the story and still smiling because i <laughs> just the story that she had about how long of a drawn out thing where her child had pneumonia and then this reaction to the antibiotic and then has to have um a steroid that kept him up at night so they couldn't sleep it was just this whole series of things that would just make me want to like crawl under my desk and cry which, um, to be fair, you do that every day, just as a ritual. Yeah. When you get in, well, I mean, you strip work. and then you close and you go cry under the desk. Yeah, there's just rainfall under yep. my desk. And you just say basically. mulch over and over again, just mulch, mulch, yeah. mulch. Yeah. <laughs> um, the mulch is what brings me solace at the end of the day. It is, yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 it's, it's funny. Something that I've noticed is a lot of the time it has to do with something you had suggested last time, which is try to make it more like ask a question. Yeah. Um, like, like, which, which is kind of what it's not like we don't know how to do this. Like, we're of both course. fine. We're, we're not like fucking androids, right? <laughs> but it's fun to kind of analyze when it, when it works the way that you want it to work. Because, like, for example, when you're in the like checkout line at, at the grocery store, right? Yeah. Um, in the past, I almost always just sort of am very businesslike, you know, unless I like happen to have a lot of time or something and then we kind of shoot the shit. But like, yeah. I was really sort of like, you know, in the past, I've always been very kind of like, let me just get my money, let me do this, let me get out. But, like, asking somebody something specific about, like, their day or about, like, how – if it's, like, been busy or something. Those little moments where you just sort of go a little bit beyond and make that, like, little human connection and then you move oh. on with your day are so yes. refreshing. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think, like – so yesterday – oh, here's a little bit of news. I'm going to get my wisdom teeth out next week, finally, which is what? very exciting. You very haven't exciting. had them out already? No, I was supposed to when I was 17, and then I, I just like, didn't do it. once you develop gray hair, that's the point at which you, it's like they don't even bother anymore because they're like, ah, he's only got a few more years. Yeah, so. I mean, there, there was a waiver where they were like, should we just shoot you behind the shed? And I was yeah, like, I yeah. don't know, ask my wife. And she was like, yes. And I was like, actually, don't ask her. It was opposite. Like, we'll keep going. <laughs> you know, I'll say through Skype, your yeah. hair looks much more brown than I don't even, I barely see gray. Really? Yeah. So maybe you should just do all of your meetings remote. Maybe it should just always be on Skype. Yeah, people well, kind would of, think you're so much truth. younger. Yeah. Oh, I also shaved. See, part of it is that I get a lot of gray in my beard. Yeah. Um, and I think that that doesn't really help. So when I but you, when you I you look trim, more dashing 
than you ever do. In, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. amazed on a Friday and while you're working at home, you have the opportunity to just be a total mess. And yet, look at you, just I for know. this podcast. Maybe what I should do is just walk around with my laptop taped to my face, all not even my <laughs> iPad, just my laptop, the whole thing taped to my face all day with yeah. a hat so it looks normal, uh-huh. you know, just yeah. put a hat yeah, yeah, so it yeah. covers the back. Of course. Um, but like, so I was, I was at the dentist, uh, the dental surgeon yesterday getting a consultation done on this, which by the way, was amazing. I got to do an MRI machine standing up and now I have a full, and I, they of course gave it to me cause I wouldn't shut up about it. I have a full <laughs> 3d scan of my skull now that I can look at. And of course, like all I'm doing is like looking at my fucking Skeletor head It's the coolest. Have you ever seen your skull before? I don't think I have. It's like the you under the you that you see every day. Wow. And it is fucking crazy to see that. Mind blowing. So yeah, I'm like, I'm making prints of it and everything. I'm like very, I'm, very, I'm, I'm a little morbid, but I'm like very into it. Um, but you know, so, so she saw my shoes, which were Spider-Man, you know, and she was like, oh, nice shoes. You know, I'm more of a DC girl. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to jump on that and we're going to have a conversation about it. Yes. It was great. You know, right? she's still going about doing her things, but we talked about like the, the recent movies and what her expectations are for Joker and everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad I like followed up on that. And I wasn't mm-hmm. just like, oh, DC's great too, haha, <laughs> and then get my phone out or something, right? Yeah, totally. I had a couple of these instances. You mentioned the grocery store in particular, and it reminded yeah. me of one I had, um, where, <laughs> so I was in in a, in line, and like you know, being in a in a checkout um, lane at a grocery store is like one of the worst things. And it's always for me, it's like a gamble. Like, which one do you pick? Mm. I'm sorry to the old guy who's bagging, but generally, I'm going to steer away from that because oh, yeah. I just. I can't deal. Um, and you're just trying to get the hell out of there, right? And so I picked one, and the woman in front of me was checking out. And then as her stuff was, you know, it, it was it, it was going through. And then she was also, as it was going through the conveyor belt, she was, she was telling the um, cashier to, like, she didn't want a bunch of stuff anymore. And she was, like, giving it back to her. Um and and then she was like purchasing other stuff and it just took forever and so finally you know she got through and and uh and bought the like half of the things that she was actually going to buy and uh so i got up to the cashier after and i was like you know uh, this my stuff started scanning and i was just like don't worry, I'm gonna buy all this. You know, you can check it all. <laughs> now, of course, now of course, saying all of that, this is the part where I'm gonna be an asshole because it occurred to me after that that person probably couldn't afford all of that stuff and maybe was waiting to see them get checked out. Yeah, and then see what the price was gonna be. So, right. you know, I don't. There's two well, sides. Well, they could to that still story. add it up beforehand. You know, but I mean, we to had be a, fair. That's true. So the cashier appreciated that you know someone maybe treated her like a human being and actually like said something other than like thank you or check me out or whatever yeah um no nobody says check, check me, me out, out. <laughs> hey check me out <laughs> no no no, no, no. I humor mean, is a big thing too. me out well check us both out humor is a big thing and i <laughs> so here's my thing with humor i feel like my humor doesn't lend itself very well to conversations with people who don't know me very like already <laughs> yes yes right it's just it's not the sort of humor it's not like i'm not like woody allen making like witty quips about things you know i'm not i'm not just like well that's what they're blah 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 like my humor is very much like an explosion of of random things and then noises and then like if somebody knows me they laugh because i'm weird but it's not like you're more like a that, like a kramer yeah I'm, I'm the kramer exactly right the giant chicken and um remember that when he's like when there's the chicken store and he, and he like and he's turns the camera as a chicken and his head's poking out that's in my in my image in my head of myself right now i love that's where Um, you jumped but i but trying to like slow my head down a little bit in converse because i think that's honestly also part of it is that i think that 
my uh, the rapidity of my thought processes tends to make it so that people don't know what I'm talking about. Uh. Not to say that I think well, but just that I tend to think quickly. And uh-huh. so I'm trying to slow that down to try to make like something funny out of it. In other words, all, all of those lay people out there just don't have the processing power yes yeah i have to downgrade i have to like take one of my ram chips out yeah you know you're operating on like a quad core i don't know like a a quad core isn't even modern anymore right it's like an eight core seven or eight yeah you're pentium seven intel seven and everybody else is using like a celeron yeah (laughs) they're all on blackberries (laughs) right no but but it's like i I think i think a lot of the time it's hard to know what other people are already thinking about mm-hmm. and what train of thought they're in. And I yeah. think if it, sometimes I make the assumption that they're thinking about something similar to what I'm thinking about, which is almost never, literally never the case because I'm always thinking about random weird shit. So trying to like <laughs> slow down a little bit and think about like what kind of humor they would get and trying yeah. to make a joke that feels kind of corny to me, but I think they might like. I had mm-hmm. a couple of interactions at like checkout lines this week with that where I said something just like you said, where you, you know, where you're like, don't worry, I'm going to buy all this. Like, yeah. I'm trying to remember what I did, but I, I had a couple of like similar moments where I like said something that like I knew they would think was kind of funny, and yeah. I felt so good, and they got like an actual laugh as opposed to looking at me in fear, you know, which was <laughs> right. which was I new mean, for me. Because as much as I hate, as we hate going through the checkout, imagine being the person who has to do it all day. Oh yeah, and most people just look at you as an object, or you know, Bethany and I have talked about this how how rude it can be when you're just like on your phone, or you know, I, and I get like it happens to all of us. We're busy, but. When that person who's just like scanning your stuff is not even really there, they're invisible, you know. So even just like a couple, a follow up on the how are you or whatever, um, I think is meaningful. And the other the other place where this similar situation where I think a lot of people are invisible um, that happened to me is I was in D.C. for a couple of days and uh, I took a couple of lifts, and um, you know those conversations that you have in a car or don't. Uh, it's funny. I just yesterday, actually, after I got back, I read I read a headline um, about how <laughs> there's a, the Uber is actually considering a feature where you can <laughs> you can silence your driver. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like I, I guess you just maybe you request you know a driver that isn't going to talk to you. Oh my god! That's so isn't weird. that isn't that wild? They're now also I, considering a feature where it will uh, not pick you up if you're drunk. Did you see this? Oh wow! Which is no, defeating the entire reason people that, use ride shares on the weekends wild, to begin yeah. with. But like, yeah. but, but now drivers who like feel like people are too rowdy on the weekends can request only passengers who are not huh. drinking. I don't know how they would possibly implement that. How would that. they ever exactly? Yeah, I, I, but but that's like so. Something yeah, so about, I had yeah. a lift. I had a few lift experiences. Drunk. And, uh, uh and and it's always interesting picking up on the dynamic because of course some of the drivers don't want to talk either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had one, you know, who was like very talkative and outgoing, and like rather than just like, you know, answer a question and kind of like be silent myself, and then he kind of would go silent. I like indulged it, you know. So he was talking about like. Um, oh, I wish I, I wish I was the one who had bought this, you know, property that just recently sold. Um, and, and I asked, I, I forget exactly how I followed up. I didn't have to ask much because he was clearly like wanting to talk, you know. Um, but he was telling me about like what he would do with it and how he would have turned it into like a club where they play, you know, like jazz music as opposed to some of the like rock music or other kind of music that draws different kinds of crowds. And like, you know, he's just going on and on. And he just like, from his perspective, again, like, you know, Oftentimes, those kinds of people are treated as pretty invisible. 
Um, and yet imagine being like, you know, driving people all day long and, and most of them aren't even necessarily talking to you. Um, and that's not always the case. I'm sure plenty of them do talk and you must have, I can only imagine those guys have, uh, or, or women have amazing conversations as well, mm-hmm. which mine wasn't. Um, and then I had other experiences where I knew I had a window when you first get in where you can like, you can engage more and talk even if they're kind of on the silent side. And then once you lose it, like, I don't know, let's say five minutes into the drive, maybe even less than that, it would feel really awkward to then just cut in and say something. Right. Because I mean? then, then, then it looks like you've been thinking about it the whole time. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I had the five minute window and then I was like, you know, where I was considering it. But frankly, at that point, I was kind of like tired from traveling and everything. And I'm like, I don't want to make this leap. So mm-hmm. I didn't. You know, and yeah. that's just and like that's a, fine to do that too. Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, it's a calculation we all make, but um, I, I thought had that a, was so... a really like uh, vivid experience with that recently. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's a, it's almost the same exact situation. When I was in England, I uh, I, I my flight back was at six a.m. out of Heathrow, which is just crazy. So I, I decided, well, I'll stay up until like one thirty, mm-hmm. and then I'll call a cab. I won't even bother getting a bus back. I'll just pay like the seventy pounds to get the cab to the airport because it's it's just worth it. Because because if I if you lose the if you miss a bus, then what are you going to fucking oh, wait God, in the middle of yeah. Oxford in the middle of right? <laughs> so I was like, well, I will get to Heathrow, which by the way, it turns out is actually empty in the middle of the night, and I have crazy really? videos. I'll show you this in the office. Yeah, that's where wild. I'm just walking around Terminal Two, and there's just no humans there, even though it's like open, but the security line's not open or anything, and everybody huh. else knows what they're doing and researched it, as opposed to me who just called a fucking cab in the middle of the night. <laughs> so this cab comes to get me, and, and I sit down, and I'm immediately like oh shit because i had been really depending on sleeping during that cab ride and then sleeping once i got through security and then like so you know i was going to kind of stay up late and then kind of like meet my sleeping out through the next travel phase so that i could be like okay by the time i got back so i like sit in the cab and he's like immediately very talkative and i'm like oh fuck here i go again because i can feel the extrovert (laughs) in me coming out and we're having this like great conversation about his childhood in albania and about how like it's (laughs) and then and then i was like i stopped in the middle of i like started talking about it and then i was like I was like, that sounds great, but I need to sleep right now. Did you say that to him? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I really like this conversation, but I have to go to bed or I'm not going to be able to. So I'm going to close my eyes and I'm sorry. That's amazing. And then I just either, fell asleep. It was either going to go that way or you were like this close to taking on directing the documentary about this man's life. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was like, it was like, this is a great conversation and a human moment. And I'm, I'm doing this thing I always talk about wanting to do, but I'm also not going to be able to, you know, stay up all night. So yeah. And that's so it like, worked out. You gotta, you gotta be able to control. And that, you know what right? he did? What he laughed and was like, "I totally understand, my friend. Don't worry about it." Uh, and then see? he killed me. <laughs> and now, so, uh, and now he is you. Yeah, and he's actually he's, this is, he this took is why your I look face. more dapper. Actually, yeah, I yeah, just, exactly. He, he was actually older than me, but I look old, so it doesn't matter. Um, so <laughs> before we get out. to the, you worked to the, out. <laughs> yeah. Speaking well, of working out, yeah, I have one more story. <laughs> All right, go ahead. This is I'll, I'll make it two sentences. Okay, do it with a lot of semicolons. I'm so, listening for the scent for the periods. There's yeah, well they're not. <laughs> that sounded very awful. Many I'm listening for the periods. <laughs> I can't wait. So, uh, so we went to Montreal this weekend for the Formula One Grand Prix du Canada. Yes, I saw some pictures. Yeah, uh-huh. which is like a big annual thing for us. I got to go with my brother-in-law, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Dustin. Happy birthday. Um, that was like two sentences right there. That was yeah. Well, these are all semicolons. 
there, there were a lot of hyphens too. All right, fair um, enough. But so Micah, of course, had like nine tests this week. And so I was like, well, I'll take the boys all day Sunday. You know, we'll take them to Canada. We'll leave at 4 a.m., you know, get back at midnight. Like that'll give you a lot of time to study, which was great. You know, I'm glad that she got that time. But I hadn't really considered the phase that Henry is in right now when I was making that mental calculus <laughs> about having both boys. And my brother-in-law was there to help, which was great. But yeah. having both boys like in the middle of like hundreds of thousands of people on an extremely hot day after two six hour car rides, you know, I was like, Oh my God, this is like, it was so fucking intense and great and beautiful yeah. and wonderful. But Henry is just like not in a place where that is easy right now. Cause he's just so like all over the place, you know? Yeah. And at yeah. home it's fine. But there it's like, I could not, I could not let go of him to get my sunglasses on. Like I had my sunglasses here and I was like, and I had both of the boys and I was like, I have to like put my sunglasses on. I'm like trying to get it with my teeth. I'm like calling my brother-in-law. I'm like, Dustin, can you grab, can you grab Jude's hand? So he grabs Jude's hand. I go to reach for my sunglasses. In that one instant, Henry breaks out of my grasp and starts like rolling down the hill toward a fucking like highway. I'm like, Henry, stop. And then I go and get him oh, and he just man. like starts hitting the people next to us like with his hands yep. out like this. I'm like, oh my uh, fucking God. It was so crazy. But I wouldn't trade it for the world because again, sense of adventure it was 100% worth it and I want to close by saying um, I hope you booked a, a hotel this time <laughs> what's that I hope you booked a hotel this time no it was, it was a day trip oh it was I'm just a day just trip I'm still fucking crazy as I was which last is also time. fucking crazy because yeah. that means you did like 10 hours of driving in a day yeah 11 hours yeah Oh my god! But it was All great because right, we had the right we had the right mentality. So I just wanted a, a brief shout out to Dustin, who's quite a bit younger than I am. He's t- turned twenty three today. Um, you know, I'm only twenty four, but it's quite quite it's, it's a bit close. younger. Um, He's like a different generation. No, we actually figured that out on the drive. We were both millennials. Huh? Really? Yeah, yeah we're both millennials. So thanks. Wow! Yeah. It just goes to show you how vastly different millennials <laughs> can be. No, it is great. It's crazy. But uh, on the way on the way back, you know, we were reflecting on how much fun we'd had, uh, even though it was like difficult. And I was the one who was saying, like, I'm sorry that we couldn't like see very much of the action because the boys were kind of crazy and things. And he was like, why are you apologizing? That was like the best time. If that happened again, the same exact way next year, I would still go in a heartbeat. I had so much fun. And I'm thinking like, he's already got it like that. That reaction is the reaction that you strive for as an adult and especially as a parent. Because things never go as easy as you think they're going so to true. go. And so that is true. just that is just the constant. So if you can take that and you can make fun with it and you can laugh about it and you can tell stories about it after the fact, then you're fine. Then nothing will get you down. And I'm glad that he's already learned that lesson. You know, we had so that's much amazing. fun. Yeah. I think we're done here. You just you just closed out. Like, yeah, that's the end of the episode. What the whole show is about. But we did whole, decide whole we are going to rent a <laughs> Airbnb next year with the kids. So we're not going to be quite as quite as intense. <laughs> Your sense of adventure will just click down a notch. Just like one, just like just like two and a ten out of an. 11, I, I you approve know. of that. Yeah, that's the mulcher's way. That's the the, the way of the mulcher. <laughs> the way of the mulcher would be to book a hotel. Yeah. Uh, so you want you want to go get to our uh, topic? I think I think we should. Yeah, we've been teasing this thing for about three weeks. It's true. So I hope that you are ready to hear about our uh, get ripped in twenty four hours workout routine i think the rest of this episode should just be us grunting while we exercise <laughs> do you think definitely do you think about that i'm when sure you're at that's the gym? what people like, want to see do, do, do you do you do like the weight room at the gym uh yeah definitely do well ever, what do you mean by the weight room because i don't i don't necessarily have a distinct weight room well like the room with the weights in it <laughs> like the, the, the you know there's usually the cardio room which has some machines in it and then there's like a free weight area 
which is the one that has like oh, the machines well, and the yeah, cable machines our, and things like that. The Y I go to is pretty small, so the YMCA. So it's uh, it's one room that has the machines, and then there's a section of it with the free weights. And you're all in one room. Yeah, I know. That's how small it that's, is. That's weird. It is weird. So but you can, like I, see I each like other. Other gyms I've been to similarly are uh, I, there's a space for it, but a lot of them are so open anyway. Like even I used to go to a Planet Fitness, and it's all just one open space. Yeah. My perfect gym would just be a bunch of closets with one thing in it, and then you close the closet <laughs> door, and you just grunt in the darkness. No one can see you. Which is my debut album, yeah. Grunting but in the no, Darkness. But no, to answer your question, I really don't use the free weights. I use the machines with weights, but I have always felt intimidated by free weights because mm-hmm. I just don't know what I'm doing, and I, I've always thought... It, it's similar to the in the first five minutes thing in the lift. You can talk to that person, or you can... You know, you've lost your window. Yeah. And I feel like when I go to the, a new gym... I have a window of time where I can like talk to a trainer and like learn how to do certain things. <laughs> yeah, right. And then if I've passed it, I'm like, all right, I'm already like too far gone, which yeah. is stupid. It's a dumb way of looking at it. Um, but well, it, it helps if you like have people who know more about it than you do to add, like, so my cousins are gym rats, so I can ask them questions about things like all the time. And, and your cousins and they, are, are jacked. Yeah. I've met big. them in yeah, person. They're, they're, they're enormous people. And so it helps to like, be able to like ask quite like just last night I texted my cousin miles. I was like, what is this? And he explained it was like a little thing you can add on to like certain machines to like add two and a half pounds. I'm like, okay, thanks. Because I've wondered that for years and I never asked somebody about it. That's but so the, funny. The reason I asked about the weight room is because uh, there's it's always this moment. where you spend moment. most of your days now. That's it's why. where, I, you know, I go to sleep in there sometimes. You know, sometimes I sleep over, bring a sleeping bag. <laughs> you sleep You sleep with, on, on a bench with the, I don't, I don't even know what language to use to describe. What, what is the thing that you lift with the weights on it, on a, on like a bench? A, like a like a barbell, yeah. But it's but it's the you know the big one that has weights on the sides. Yeah, barbell. That's is that a barbell? A yeah. Oh, okay. And a dumbbell yeah. is a small. Okay, okay. Right. So dumbass. So so I was that was all just to make a joke, which is that you sleep holding a barbell <laughs> at night just to keep right. your pecs yeah, in perfect well, I, well, I, I let uh, condition. It, I let it go down just enough so it kind of chokes me and then it knocks me out and then I just sleep with it lightly compressing my hyoid bone, which is also an erotic thing. So yeah, you know, which, which is which twisted. Is just great. I mean, that's why I want a closet so nobody can see me doing this. So um, my, the reason I brought the weight room is because there's always a point in there. Where, and for one thing, I'm only I only get get 15 minutes in there because we, we have so little time anyway at the gym. So like I do cardio for 20 minutes, then I do the weight room for 15 minutes, and then we have to like leave because I don't want the kids to be there forever. Totally. But but like I like to sort of get my time in during those 15 minutes, and I always feel like in order to do that, I have to like make noise, and I I'm always really embarrassed. <laughs> You're by one that. of those guys. <laughs> but I'm not even like like because the reality is that it, it's more of like a like. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's like that, but, but in my head, hearing I'm like it so much Serena more than Williams, anybody else you know? is. Right, yeah. you're hearing it, and I'm like, God, everybody's like staring at me, like, like I'm some kind of more. And I'm like, okay, I'm alone in here for one thing, and also like anybody else Nobody who ever gives comes in, they're just doing their thing. They don't fucking care, you know. That's so true. But also, they're, they're doing their best to look away from you. Yeah. Anyway, right. As soon as you come in that door, well, you no, specifically. there's always at the beginning whenever you first enter a weight room. Yeah. They oh, everybody turns and looks. And I think if you look like somebody that they should be like actually watching do stuff, then they'll yeah. like keep looking. What happens with me is everybody looks and then they turn away. <laughs> that's what <laughs> they that's go like, what oh, I was, and then they're like, that's okay. what I mean. Yeah. But it is funny. It's the weight room dynamics are funny because everybody like everybody, no matter what, like notices a new presence. Yeah. And they kind of like accept it and they kind of like go back to their thing. <laughs> and then just, like, I love the dynamics grunting. in all of these kinds of situations too. Like, cause you know, I usually have my headphones on and, and I think it makes you even more observant of the nonverbal mm-hmm. and just the ways that people cluster and how people sort of like, 
you know, seem to be in a position where they're maybe training other people. Yeah. Um, or they don't necessarily know what they're doing and they're like clearly looking at how other people are doing it or it's interesting. So, so, so I, your I routine, you're, what's well, that? Yeah. Well, I was going to so, say you're a big runner. I know that. Yeah. But I wanted to just make sure because just to zoom out, because uh, while we're on this topic, I want people to like, hopefully this maybe generates some ideas for people on, you know, Oh, they're probably you're probably doing more than we are, but I, I want to make sure I understand what you're doing. So it sounds like you're doing uh, like 15 plus 20 minutes. So like that's 35 minutes. How often are you able to do it? So so three weeknights and then the weekend. Okay, that's good. B- yeah. Both weekend days. Uh, usually just one. Okay, so that's four, still that's four days a week. And are you doing it at nights? You just said yeah. You just said yeah. At so night. Okay. so what we so to try to minimize the amount of times that we're like making the kids go to the the, the childcare area, which can yeah. be it's not like they hate it. Like it's good, but I don't want to like drag them there too much. So right, usually right. we'll do one night a week, depending on my school schedule per semester, where they pick me up at the train, and then mm-hmm. we go straight there for like an hour, um, and then we get dinner on the way back. You know, usually we'll like go to Boston Market and grab some chicken and go home. Um, and then there are two nights Call a week a usually. Day. Where you, yeah, just fall asleep on the floor, <laughs> which actually is kind of what happened. Last, I'll get to that in a second. Um, actually, I'll make it quick. Last, <laughs> last night, we all just accidentally fell asleep at like 830, which is why I never returned your text because we like got the kids in With bed. Boston and then we just chicken. Yeah, we, we Boston had Boston Market, Market last night yep. and we left it all downstairs because we fell asleep in the middle of like, <laughs> you know, because we were going to go back down and finish our food and we left the lights on and everything, got the kids to bed and then we just fell asleep and I woke up at 1.30 in the morning like, on oh the my staircase. God. You were just lying on the staircase. <laughs> yeah, with a, somehow with a, with a barbell in my hands again. It's like, man, these things are everywhere. Um <laughs> So then two nights a week, I go right before they close. So we get the kids to bed because, you know, I'm, I'm very big on getting the kids to bed. To me, that's like something that I want to be there for almost almost no matter what else in my life. Like I yeah. want to be there when they when it's time for bed. But because they go to bed so fucking late and because we read so much and like and, and if I don't hit the road by nine, then I'm not going to make it before it closes. Right. Did you fart again? <laughs> you you got to st- you're throwing me off with you're this obsessed. motion you're doing. I always I guess you've never noticed until recently. I pretty much always am sitting on one of my legs. Yeah. My feet. Yeah, but, you, so, but you haven't been shifting until recently. <laughs> I've been getting really shifty recently. That's what the problem is. It it's must be my, the new diet. Yeah, the yeah. mulch diet. So uh, so then the two next week where I'll go for just like about 40 minutes right at the end of the day before they close. Yeah. And then the weekend is great because the weekend we go there, you know, usually after Jude's karate class or before. We'll go there nice and early in the morning and take like, you know, an hour and a half and like actually really go for like a nice long run on the machines there. Yeah. Um, and like actually spend time in the weight room where I can like pull up my apps and like look at what I can, you know, target what kind of exercises to do and things and like check my form in the mirror and make sure I'm not like going to kill myself. But most <laughs> of the time for me, it is a matter of like get in, do, you know, run for usually two miles and then do weights for a little bit. And then we got to go. Sometimes I'll yeah. go in the steam room or the sauna for five minutes before I get dressed. What about you? What, what's, what's your routine like? Yeah, well, I think for me, what's been so hard is to get a actual routine because yeah. I what happens to me, it just happens over and over again where I, I get into like a new routine and it's going really well and I feel great. And then usually you I too get much. sick. You put on like 40 pounds of mass and then you're like, I got to stop. Yeah, exactly. It's just too much. Too it's many too roids. Bul- too bulky, yeah. you know yeah, what I mean? It's not the body type you want. I can't fit through doors anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have to just turn sideways in order to get through. Have you get ever had shoulders. a bulky phase? Because you're so, you're so thin. Have you ever like had a bulk phase before? A bulk phase? Yeah, like well, in your life where like you've had a different body type than you have? I have actually, so it, it I was... I can't picture du- bulky John Abdullah right now. It, I mean, I wouldn't say bulky. I would say like chubbier. Like lardy? I, no, I never quite got lardy. It's just okay. not in my genes, you know? Like I don't have lardy uh, family. <laughs> 
Congratulations. Except for lardy uncle Billy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so so uh, there was a time actually, uh, not to bring the the mood down, but right after cancer or during cancer because I was on like steroids and um, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it caused me to like get really hungry and eat. And so I would just, uh, you know, I'd, I had plumped up, which is weird because a, a lot of times during cancer, people lose weight because of the right. chemo. But of course, they give you the steroids to try to counteract some of that, right, right. and it di- it worked really well for me because I was hungry. Really, um, and so I uh, that was like the most I've ever weighed, which you know still wasn't it wasn't a ton. But were you over um, like three hundred fifty pounds? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like four hundred, almost You're four like, bills. Yeah, my, yeah. my six hundred pound life starting John <laughs> Abdullah, the cancer survivor. They just pushed me around in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> uh, um. So, uh, hey, so, so what, anyway, what's your, what's your routine? So the routine thing has like? been hard, but when I have had like success before kids, the, the most successful year I had in terms of actually doing this, mm-hmm. um, was, was kind of a brilliant, um, motivator. Uh, I set up a, a fundraising thing where I called it 4k for Oxfam and I allowed people to basically sponsor rather than like say I'm going to run in a race and then have people sponsor me. I said, I'm going to run um, a, a 4K, which isn't a thing, but I just made it up because right. 5K felt like a little too much. I'm going to run <laughs> a, for a 4K every week and you can be a sponsor for it. And it's like 2.5 miles or something. So it's really, you know, it's nothing crazy. Um, but it made it so that I made sure that every week I, I was in that habit of running the two and a half mile run. And so it just, you know, got me into a good routine. And then I think in parallel, I was trying to go to the gym and do weights and other stuff. Um, so that worked really well. But of course, as soon as kids happen, it fucking throws off any idea Everything. of schedule. And, and for me, I don't know how you feel, but I really, even though I was paying for the YMCA for fucking throughout the whole process, I feel like until each kid was like a year old, I just didn't even, I wasn't able to carve out the time in my schedule. Um, and, and even now with Luke, you know, because then it resets again when you have another kid. Um, it's taken me a while, but, but I feel, um, I, I kind of, I almost feel, I mean, I don't know, maybe saying better than ever is a little too, uh, sound like I'm going to start an ad for a workout, uh, routine, Tell me what but, your secret is. Yeah, better than ever. But I think that, uh, with the, the, the best thing I've done lately is sign up for this boxing class at my Y. Um, mm. and this is, this could be true of any class. I was that just you take. thinking of that. I was just last night. I was like, you know what? I should look at the class schedule. I never yeah, because do that. That was the other thing. I never did it. So what yeah, it had been, my routine that. was very similar to yours where I do like, you know, 20 minutes on the treadmill and then another 10, 15 doing weights. And that mm-hmm. was about all I could fit in. So, and I would squeeze it in right after work. I actually could leave work a little bit early and do that. And I'll occasionally still do that kind of routine. But I was, you know, it didn't necessarily feel like I was changing it up enough or getting as much of a workout or as intense of a workout as I could. Mm-hmm. But, I, uh, but I always did love the running. And that definitely, you know, I, I tried to push myself there. With boxing, though... It forced me, I had never taken a class before, a group work, you know, exercise class. So that part was kind of intimidating, but I just like, you know, we obviously had that basically a whole episode where I described the montage sequence of me deciding to do boxing. Yeah. You're like all about that shit. Which happened before I even took the class or knew anything about boxing. I just had a fucking punching bag and it was a new year and I'm like, I'm just going to do this. Right. Um, but I'm glad I did. Cause then it pushed me to sign up for the class, which is like, you know, this is one of the few where they charge an extra amount beyond your membership, but it's like $5 a class. Uh-huh. And I started doing this on Saturdays 
and I try to go most Saturdays, although usually it's every other Saturday because there's some reason why I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sick or somebody is usually. (laughs) Um, And it's a full hour of really intense workout. But not only that, it gives me more, um, you know, more of a like a workout uh, that I can do at home. So yeah, I take like more that, of a vocabulary. Yeah. A vocabulary. And then I basically adapt that workout into a, like a, a shorter version. And I do it at home now because I have the punching bag. And the great thing about a lot of the boxing stuff that you learn is that you don't need machines to do it. You don't, you know, you don't even use weights really. A lot of it is very basic stuff like jump roping or using your body to do different moves like push ups or pull ups or, you know, body um, weight fitness. <clears throat> there's all these crazy moves that are, you know, have funny names. Like there's the, the the russian twist and uh the the penguin you know like there's these things that um i don't know if they mean anything to anybody but anyway those are fun but they're punching moves they're all like core they're actually core workouts those two that i just mentioned um and and that part alone just the core focusing on core workout has been uh a game changer because it just feels so good to like yeah you know, be more aware of your core and, and working out. So by no yeah, means... Weren't we talking about that recently, about the core specifically, about how it's I think it's we were when yeah. we were shoveling, yeah. Yeah, a while ago. Yeah, when we were I'm like, not that's, mulching, I've never I'm shoveling. Yeah. yeah, I'm either shoveling snow or I'm mulching, basically. Right. It's always something about shoveling. Do you shovel yeah. mulch? You shovel, right? Yeah, oh, definitely. Because you got your hands. What's that? Do you, you don't use your hands? You don't, like, get in there and just kind of push well, it around? Well, you kind of rake it, you know. You rake with it around trident. with a trident, yeah. Yeah. So I thought. It's with that rake that's like a hoe, but it's a rake. <laughs> it's yeah, like a short I know rake. a couple of those. Uh, all right. So so anyway, I feel like I always, it's eluding me, the idea of getting into a regular routine, but I've uh-huh. like I've had a couple of weeks of it where I will do their boxing class and then I'll do like a day uh, at, at home. I'll do like a half hour, 40 minute version of that same, you know, boxing class kind of thing. And then separately from that, I'll do like a, a jog. Um, and then, you know, that'll be like three good workout days in a week. And for me, that's great. Like if I can get myself into that, you know, even three days a week, I would be so happy because I really do. I don't know about you, but even on those days where I do it, I pretty much immediately notice a difference. I just feel better. I go to bed that night and I feel like I sleep better and I wake up the next morning feeling better. Oh yeah. It's amazing. You just carry yourself because you don't feel like ashamed of like being awake and not having exercised, you know? I don't feel like a bag of lard. Yeah, right. Like, like I feel like uh, when, when, I, when I don't get to exercise at all, I feel like I'm not proactively trying to make myself healthier. Yeah. And that sucks because then you feel guilty about it. And then you, care, you kind of carry that guilt in small ways all throughout the day, even just down to posture. Like, you know, you just kind of slouch over because you just kind of feel like... A, tired because you haven't been exercising, and B, just like crap. It's just sort of, you know, like you're cheating or something, like like you're not really right. living <laughs> life the way you should. Something that I always find really impressive is when friends of mine uh, are able to have kids and also be like actually genuinely athletic, like be able to like Ripped. do impressive things, you know? Yeah. Um, so one of those friends is Paul Wright, who listens to the show, and he's a great friend from Formula One Circles. What up, Paul? Um Paul runs 5Ks in like three minutes. It's like, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> like, we, we laugh because he posts his times, you know, on Strava. And we're all like, what? It's it's absolutely crazy. Like, the, you know, because people can run 5Ks in 15 minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah, To, yeah. to me, that seems like I, I would I would hate that. I, I would not, I, I can't move my feet that fast, let alone actually, you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Like, I just can't even sprint that quick. Yeah. Um, it's but, wild. Uh, so I asked him, I was like, hey, you know, you're one of the more physically active and impressive people I know with children. 
Um, and then I just talked about how much I just loved his physique, and I was just like, you know, and then I just kind of sent pictures <laughs> to each other a little like, bit. And he was just like, whoa, all right, this is a bit much. He was like, this is getting weird. And I was like, um, you know, so so give me some, some and tips. And then you said, like, what, what are, are you afraid of? Yeah, <laughs> what are you afraid of? And then I made a well, joke about You know what's weird? Just line. as I said that, the su- all the sun that was spilling into your room just disappeared, and it was just darkness around you. What are you afraid of? It was pretty intense. I wonder if by this point people have forgotten that we're not in the same place. Maybe. I hope Maybe. so. If we'll that see. happened, then this has been a success. My son just, I just saw that. My, the, the, it's because of the white balance shift on the, on the laptop. It's also just because I'm saying evil things. But Yes, of course. So I asked him, and he says, well, my thoughts of serious training and parenting slash husbanding or whatever it is that uh, it's very difficult <laughs> to pull off. Personally, I either in the week finish work early and at the weekend I end up getting up at 5 a.m. So I'm back for when the rest of the family get up. Uh, I'm also pretty lucky that my wife is understanding or it would be impossible. Also, my wife also goes running, but regardless of the type of exercise, we really like to think we're normalizing regular exercise for the kids, leading by example with it, I guess. Um, he says uh, they operate a, what he calls a zero pressure policy with the kids. So if they don't want to do something, then we don't make them in terms of exercise and other things. But... Um, that it's important to to kind of lead by example, and mm. I think that's exact, and that's something that Micah and I have talked about quite a bit. Where where it's like you know we we have to be realistic. We're not going to be able to spend two hours at the gym every night. Like this is yeah. not. We don't want that, but also we don't have time for it. But by showing the kids, like for example, when I go at night after I get them to bed, a lot of the time I have to leave before they're like actually asleep. You know, I kind of like tuck them in. I read, and I'm like, guys, it's eight forty five. I got to go to the gym. Yeah, and they always kind of you know cry about that because they're so happy I'm finally leaving. <laughs> but you know they're always sort of like why why did you leave and I tell them I'm like I, I it's it's important to do this because you have to make time to exercise and be healthy or else you know you won't be happy and you won't feel good yeah you know? yeah and and I think they kind of get that and so like we're gonna go you know after I'm done with work today to the gym again with the kids and they're gonna be probably cranky about it at first and I'm gonna reiterate <laughs> that like you know it's important to get outside and do stuff so totally I I, I like that and I think um, another way that I've been able to do this more is by having just a few things that enable me to work out at home. So for those nights where I wouldn't necessarily, um, it might be too late or might, I might not want to, you know, make the effort to go to the gym, um, which there's benefits to getting out of your space and doing that. But on some nights where I just feel like I want to do like 15 minutes or whatever, um, just really basic things like a jump rope or, you know, being able to do your own, like I said, there's plenty of things you can do jumping jacks or, um, pushups or whatever at home. Um, and, and just even weaving those in so that like you spend 10 minutes doing it in between things is really helpful because it just gets a little bit more of that. And you can, you can make 10 minutes pretty intense. Yeah. Um, Especially doing like we we have an exercise that's a seven minute high interval training workout. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike and I will do it sometimes on the floor together. Like we'll like put it on the loudspeakers and then the kids will kind of like do it with (laughs) us, you know, and it sounds like what could you do in seven minutes? Well, I'm according to my watch, I burned 200 calories. It's like. It can be yeah. very intense, you know what I mean? Totally, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's I think not about it's been... not about quantity, but it's about quality, right? That's right. Yes, it's about like just making that little bit of effort when you're tired to get out and do something proactive for your health, and then not going to bed having regretted not doing that. You know, I think so. And like you just said, modeling it for your kids because you know at the end of the day, that's going to be more valuable. Um, and I'm glad Paul brought up this topic of like you know getting your kids involved too, because of course that's going to be as they get older, especially, and more into like phones and virtual stuff um you know we often hear about kids being outdoors less and all that and i think Mm -hmm. that's going to be a challenge because i mean we also hear about escalating obesity rates and um yeah that's tough and it also 
it isn't it doesn't necessarily feel like um we want to push our kids to yeah like use the gym and other things like that might be fine for classes and stuff like that but i always it always feels a little weird to me when i see kids using like like kids like elementary school kids using like a treadmill and stuff like yeah, that yeah it's a little weird <laughs> cuz i'm like shouldn't you be outside running you know what i mean like i just feel like they should just be outdoors like doing kid things you know um, but whatever, there's probably good reasons why I see the ones that I do there, but maybe they're um, allergic to sunlight, John, maybe they have be. debilitating sunlight, so maybe, maybe I they're just, just all a bunch of albinos. Yeah. I should stop making so many assumptions and then yes. jokes about it in the cashier counter. Um, <laughs> so I want to read some feedback. We also got from our friend Dave, um, who was on the show for a great episode where we also had, uh, sir, sir Tim Bertisley. Um, he says, Good podcast about connecting. So I he had a comment and, and follow-up to that as well. Um, I have a book called The Art of Neighboring that may help us all. Uh, so that's something worth checking out, and I love the title of it. So I feel like we should probably check that out some point. But I'll probably forget and never do it. So, um, but, the, <laughs> but thank you, Dave. I hope, Dave, I hope you'll tell us more about that book and remind me to read it. Um, and then he says, I have sort of cobbled together a workout schedule that fits my schedule. I also supplement it with push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, and biking four miles total to the train and back on work days. Uh, my schedule is 4.30 to 5.15 a.m. Monday and Thursday and 7 to 7.45 on Saturday. I do weights only during the biking season. I do treadmill and weights when I'm not biking. I have such a better overall feeling of well-being when I do this. I also have far fewer headaches and more energy overall. There you go. It's true. You've got the whole pitch right there. And that that gives him extra strength for ripping off his toenails. I think that's 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 how he gets the real leverage, right? Uh, he's got to engage your traps when you Had do to that. Bring you just that visual really just, back. Just go down. Oh you know? my god! But yeah, I think there's a lot to what he's saying here. I mean, you can see it's a commitment, right? To like wake up that much earlier. Um, mm-hmm. But there is always that paradoxical thing where you you force yourself to wake up earlier, but you actually have more energy by working out. Yeah. Um, and, and you often sleep better. So I feel like that's something I've, you know, I've always wanted to wake up earlier, but that part has never really worked out for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm ready to give up on it entirely, but for me, um, and maybe it sounds like for you, the, the later day workouts just like feel better. Um, often when I am able to do it right after work, it almost feels like it just rejuvenates me for the rest of the day. Oh, that's what I love about that. Yeah. That's why like today we're going to go at six. It's like that right right in that window where you either could kind of give up for the day (laughs) or like you could not, you know, and like (laughs) we have a lot of shit to do tonight later. So like we're going to go to the gym, we're going to get exercise, we're going to get, you know, yeah, it gives you a second wind, right? Um, and then what else did I want to mention that he said there? Oh, the, the trans, the traveling, right? So like choosing to um to bike right mm-hmm. instead of or walk instead of taking a train or drive i mean that also feels like a great way to just you know to do that i mean this is a really small way i do it and try to encourage my kids but rather than drive them home i'll i'll drive home and then i'll walk to pick them up and i'll walk back and that's just like a nice way to go outdoors and um get the extra steps in so yeah i feel like you know we just got to grab any opportunity we can to turn something that otherwise would be sitting <laughs> into uh, something more active. Yeah, and, and if we don't, then we will never reverse this trend that we have in our society, which is just like becoming incredibly more um, sessile and less healthy, you know? Well, and, and like, actually translating into a shorter lifespan yeah, exactly. for the first time, yeah. right? Aren't we like, for the first time, but, we've started to decrease our uh, lifespan? Yeah, the, the the older generation that's alive now, I think is the first time where they're they're um, they're going to die sooner on average than their parents' generation. Um, but I feel like a part of it, what's, what's so fascinating to me is that we, 
you know, like this never had to be something people used to have to think about, right? Yeah. Like we, we used to just get exercised by virtue of just being alive and doing Survival. things throughout the day, right? And it's just like there are all of these things that are competing to get us to stop doing that now in society. There are yeah. so many reasons why we don't need to do that. And so much of the world, and especially so much of our country, really don't anymore. Like, I mean, even when I was in England, I was, I was just struck by the levels of obesity over there. And realizing, like, it's, it's, it's because unless you, unless you push yourself to get out and do stuff, or if you have a job where you're on your feet a lot, you're just not going to get very much exercise during the day. Yeah. And, um, and it's weird. You know, as a kid, I didn't think I was going to have to spend so much time thinking about this and planning for it as an adult. And now that I'm here, I'm like, man, if, if I don't consciously focus on making room for exercise and eating better, then, like, I will be fat and die early which sucks right <laughs> it tough. does but i'm so with you i remember a time in my life thinking like it feels silly to run on a treadmill to like to work out in that way when you could just you know be active in life and do things that are more active but i so get it now in this yeah. part of my life where there just isn't enough time and unless, like you said unless you prioritize it it's not going to happen mm-hmm. um but it feels like it's just not sustainable to go on the way that we do. And it, it feels like that's why we're seeing moves towards like, you know, even just like a treadmill desk, which seems like such a silly thing. But um, that's how desperate we are to just like get those steps and get that basic activity in. And I hope that that is part of a trend towards more appreciation for not just the efficient use of our time, because there's a lot of energy on making like you know, productive use of time, time management. But there also is a lot of research now about um, efficiency or, or management of energy and that that actually can be a more productive focus than time, you know? So like, because time, certainly you only have so many hours, right? But energy mm-hmm. is actually much more flexible. And if we focus more energy on that and like what we eat, right, is a huge part of it and how active we are, we actually can be more productive in our lives, not just in work. Totally. And, and for me, that's, I try to remind myself of that because when it just feels like you're so crunched on time and, and can't possibly accomplish all that you want to do, um, at least knowing that, you know, maybe slowing down and going outside for lunch actually is going to give me the energy I need to make it through the rest of the day. And to productive. be more productive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. And, you know, we should do an episode kind of as a, as a second, as a follow-up to this on diet, I think, and on like making like, you know, being, making smart dietary choices mm. as a, as a parent running all over the place and doing it because they go hand in hand, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. But, um, that's this maybe been fun, even man. more important. It has I feel been. like I want to go exercise. I do too. I'm going to go run home. Yeah. I'm not actually, I'm all not the actually. way. Although I did forget my train pass today, so I, that would be a good idea. But well, obviously. what else are you going to do? You know, you, you got to run. I mean, I was just going to ride on top of the train. You could do that, Indiana Jones style. Yeah, exactly. Bring the whip. I know. I you finally just saw Solo. Speaking of Indiana Jones, but anyway. Uh, wow, that's a little behind uh, the ball. So but... I'm going to go do that. <laughs> Good. All right, we'll, we'll catch up on that one next time. All right. All right. See ya. All right. See you. Man. Bye. Bye.